You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I don't know if you've ever been to like Eastern Oregon. It is way different than Portland. Way different. Might as well be two different planets. Same state, same roughly geographic area, but man, it couldn't be more more night and day than than many other cities. So what we've got right now is we've got five rural Oregon counties voting to consider joining Idaho to escape the blue state rule. We've talked about this before, but we've got areas of Oregon that are like, yeah, we don't want any of this nonsense. We want to be part of Idaho, where people are going. They're going away from Portland to Idaho. And these counties, you know, we've done kind of a redistricting of lines and looking at what that looks like and seeing how all that goes. That's what we're going to talk about today here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. If you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news that reasonable people want to hear. And when I say reasonable, I'm joking because how ridiculous is that? Oh, you're calling yourself reasonable. I'm reasonable. We're all reasonable. Ah, let's do Oh, I don't like your story. That means you're not reasonable. That's kind of the whole rub, right? You can't take these things too seriously because if you do, your mind will explode. We don't want that. You want, you want your mind inside your brain. You want your mind inside your head. How's that? All right, let's get into it. Uh, and thank you for all of you who sent me this article. It's a good one because we're looking to escape blue state rule. All right, let's get into it. A cluster of five counties in rural Oregon voted Tuesday to consider seceding from the state and joining Republican-controlled Idaho. This has been out for a few days, so you're not getting this fresh off the fresh off the boat um, as far as like a banana. But it is, yeah. This is a topic that's ongoing that a lot of folks are like, oh yeah, hey, that's an uphill battle. But I certainly understand why. Voters in Malheur, did I butcher that? Probably Sherman, Grant, Baker, and Lake counties approved measures demanding county officials move forward with constituent demand to move the state's borders in an attempt to escape blue state rule. Last year, Jefferson and Union counties approved similar measures. Sherman, Jefferson, and Lake counties lie along the eastern edge of the Cascade Mountains, while U- Union, Baker, Grant, and Malheur counties are further east. Malheur and Baker counties border Idaho. So when you go across the mountains, when you go across the mountains, even from Seattle, Go, you know, drive 45 minutes east of Seattle, an hour east of Seattle, and you're at the, pa- the top of Snoqualmie Pass. It is a different world. It is acreage. It's ranchers. It is people of a more conservative nature. They've had to rely upon themselves for, you know, that's just how it goes in the outback there. And um, they don't have these beliefs that people kind of in the big urban cities do. It's different. It's different animals. And so what you're seeing is kind of the backlash from this whole coronavirus thing. And uh, one of the comments in here, I, you're going to enjoy. I guarantee you, you will. So Move Oregon Borders for a Greater Idaho supports the efforts, which is an organization that hopes for Idaho to encompass the conservative parts of Oregon and Northern California. Northern California, same drill. You go down there and you're like, well, this could be Eastern Oregon as well, or this could be Eastern Washington as well. It's hot. It's, you know, a lot of it is, uh, it's like high desert. 
I used to take my kids and a bunch of their friends uh, in middle school and high school down to Sun River in Oregon, which is an amazing time. A lot of fun. We'd rent a big house down there and just have shenanigans because I was a single dad and taking a bunch of kids. What could go wrong? Something went wrong every single trip. But we had immense amounts of fun. And I've had so many of those kids who are now in their mid to their late 20s say, hey, that trip you took us on, that was epic. We should do a reunion. Well, I still haven't recovered from the very last one we did. So reunion, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, but lots of fun. But Eastern Oregon, little different drill than Portland. It's They don't look the same. This election proves that rural Oregon wants out of Oregon. The organization's lead petitioner, Mike McCarter, said in a statement, if Oregon really believes in liberal values such as self-determination, the legislature won't hold our counties captive against our will. If we're allowed to vote for which government officials we want, we should be allowed to vote for which government we want as well. Those are fighting words, people. But it's true, right? All right, self-determination. Yeah, we don't want any part of your ridiculous state anymore. So we want to go over there where the where those guys are. We want to be part of that group, not this group, that group. And that's literally what they're trying to work on and, and determine here, right? So Sherman County's ballot initiative required county commissioners to promote realigning the borders. The other four counties require commissioners to meet a few times a year to discuss the prospect of moving state lines. Despite the will of the county's voters, any decision to change state borders would have to be approved by both state legislature as well as the U.S. Congress. Hmm, that's going to be tricky, isn't it? That's going to be difficult. The only other state lines Congress has approved changing were Kentucky, which took land from Virginia in 1792, Maine, which took portions of Massachusetts in 1820, and West Virginia, which annexed from portions of Virginia by the Union during the Civil War in 1863. So we haven't had anything uh, in modern times as far as this go. And that's why this is kind of a big deal. Big uphill battle because, man, you got to talk about uh, – you're changing politics. You are changing the number of people in a census bureau. You know, you're lining stuff with Idaho that used to be in Oregon. It, it changes a bunch of different stuff, right? But it's more the the ideology that Eastern Oregoners, uh, is that even people from Eastern Oregon, they don't want to be subjected to the nonsense going on in Portland right now. That's the bottom line, right? To the big cities, Salem and Portland. Oregon, more than half of whose residents live in liberal Portland area, has repeatedly made headlines for backlash against the leadership of Democratic Oregon Governor Kate Brown during the pandemic. Most recently, many Oregonians bristled at the idea of making the state's mandate mask mandates permanent. Permanent. We're just going to wear masks forever. Because never mind the CDC saying all this other stuff. Yeah, you don't really need them for there. Ah, we're just going to wear our masks forever. Thousands of Oregonians are ripping a proposal to make the state's mandate, state mandates uh, permanent, flooding the state government with openly hostile comments on the idea. Is this shocking? Does this surprise anybody? No, not really. Democratic Oregon Governor Kate Brown's health department has proposed a permanent masking rule as the current reg regulations are set to expire next month. The proposal was received a record number of public comments 
five times more comments than the previous record holder, according to the Washington Examiner. The Oregon Occupational Safety and Health Division, led by Administrator Michael Wood, received 5,000 comments on the proposed rule before the public comment period ended. The majority of comments were simply hostile to the entire notion of COVID-19 restrictions, Wood said. The vast, okay, here's what I want you to pay attention to. The vast majority of comments were in the context of, quote, you never needed to do anything, end quote. That's kind of where I was at. Now, big city like Seattle here, I mean, big little city, that's what we are. We're a big little city. Um, you're probably going to have to do some stuff, just you probably are. But you get outside of these big West Coast cities, people think differently. Like, how about Florida right now? Those guys are just going hard, aren't they? Yeah, Idaho, Montana. Wyoming, I mean, you find parts of those states and they're just, they're going. They are not worried about COVID cases. It doesn't even really come up. Their governors have just said, yeah, we put that behind us. We're moving on. We're going. And yet we've got this, ah, oh, let's wear a mask forever. And citizens of the state are just saying, no, no, I, I, I don't think so. We respectfully disagree. That's not going to be how we're going to live our lives. Therefore, we want out. Will this work? Will this happen? Probably not. I mean, it's just, it's such a massive uphill battle that um, I don't think so. But just the fact that this is on the books and people are talking about it, it's just kind of crazy. Now, people in these big urban cities along the West Coast, and there's some stuff on the East Coast, and you know, there's a few other cities out there as well. They think that everybody thinks like them, and they don't. I mean, even within these cities, there's a handful of us who are reasonable, who are like, uh, I, I don't think so. We, we're not going to wear our masks forever. In fact, we're not even going to wear our masks into stores where we're not required to. So businesses making their own decisions regarding their mask policy, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Plus, if you're walking around outside... You don't want to wear your mask? Hey, the CDC says that's okay. So, and don't follow any of my advice. I'm a real estate guy. I, I, I have, you know, I'm, I just talk about stuff that I see as being fitting. And um, I thought it was super interesting that five rural Oregon counties are like, yeah, we're done. And I think you could say that for a lot of these West Coast cities. And, you know, parts of Northern California, you go to Northern California, um, you know, it's a different world. It is wildly different than LA. It's wildly different than San Diego. It's rural, farmland. You can see for a long ways. You got these roads that just go and go and go. In Eastern Oregon, you've got kind of high desert and um, it's hot, it's arid, it's dry. People think on their own because they are not spoon fed what to think. They're just, they're like, ah, I don't really like seeing what's going on in the big city. Therefore, hey, we want to support somebody else. And Idaho, man, everybody has been going to Idaho. I hear a lot of that. So because of the my real estate background, I hear where people are going to and from. And believe it or not, we've still got a lot of people coming out of California. 
We've got a ton of people coming out of California going, let's go to Seattle. We don't really care all that nonsense going on in Seattle because we know it's kind of just this super small vocal minority that are just causing all the ruckus. We want to live there. We're going to live somewhere a little further out than downtown. We're going to live there. We're going to get a decent sized house for pretty cheap compared to California. And that has been what has been driving so much of this. And they work for these tech companies that give them all these stock options. And if they want to cash some in, that's what they do. And then guess what? They end up here in Washington and with the stay at home. Now, I just did, I uh, just talked this morning about company out of Portland, uh, energy company. And they basically said, we're all going back to the office. And if you don't want to come back to the office, that's fine. You can join our work from home program. But our work from home program, you're going to have a pay cut of 10%. So look for that podcast out there. I just did that. But for so many of these companies who are like, yeah, you could come into the office, maybe if you could come into the office a couple of days a week, that'd be great. But for what you do in the tech world, we understand that you've been kind of working remotely from wherever for a long time. And so, you know, that is an option for a lot of these people. You work in uh, restaurant industry, you work in hospitality industry, you got to go in, you got to go to where the work is. So you've got this real kind of, you know, you've got night and day as far as people, Eastern Oregon, Eastern Washington, Northern California, because California is kind of long and narrow, just going up that coast, you get up, you know, north of, of LA, you get into some, you know, north of San Francisco, you get into some pretty, it's different. People think differently there. They're just, they're, they're looking to escape the blue state rule. Let's put it that way, right? Got to be careful. The algorithm picks up and says, oh, this guy, this guy isn't, he's not, he's not one of ours. We don't, we don't want to support him. Let's cut his, let's cut his channel. We don't want that to happen. I mean, I don't anyway. Uh, you guys, uh, you might just think, ah, let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens to this guy. And you guys comment fairly often and say, hey, I think you're going to get deplatformed. And uh, we hope you don't because we love the show. But um, so I have to be super careful. And so that's why I'm kind of couching some of the things that I say now because, um, you know, people are listening. It's weird. It's wild. But I have, I've done a lot of, I've, I've been to Idaho a bunch. Uh, Idaho, right across the border from Washington State University. My youngest son went to Wazoo for a very short period, uh, Washington State University, and it is literally a couple of mile drive into Idaho. And it, there's nothing that changes between Moscow, which is where Moscow or Pullman, um, which is the city that Washington State is in. But you get a little bit further out in Idaho, and um, it's a game changer. It is, you used to think of Idaho as uh, where all of the uh, far right folks would go, you, you know, just gun toting, holed up in their, um, you know, their compounds in the forest, because that is some of what's in Idaho. But for a large portion, it's people looking to get away from these big cities that just don't have a political influence that they're down with. And people across the United States, Midwest, they're definitely not on board with a lot of what's going on in Seattle and Portland and LA and Chicago and Minneapolis and New York, New York City. You know, do I need to keep going? I probably don't. Um, a lot of people across the United States, they believe in things differently. 
And this is a real example of, yeah, your mask mandates, that is the tipping point of this argument. Mask mandates forever. Let's just wear a mask. Hey, it is going to cut down a lot of, uh, you know, it's going to cut down on the flu, it's going to cut down on this. But, you know, if we all gave up driving our automobiles, we would cut down on so many accidents, so many accidents, we would cut down on emissions, we'd, our world would be a greener place. But no, no, you get the Coronavirus under control, you ditch that mask. Because you're not going to have people dying, you know, willy nilly, like they have been. Interesting thing, I read a story out of, um, it was on Mount Everest. This is the Mount Everest season, like right now. Last couple of days, they've had, I think, uh, they've had a few hundred people summit, which is interesting because there's been basically no news out of Everest. Then the deal was you can release people's names and they'll say, yep, summited. But that is about all that you know, because they don't want to tell you how many cases of the coronavirus has been transmitted, but they feel like it's a few hundred. And if you've ever been to a high altitude camp, it's a mess because there are no bathrooms, really, per se. Uh, you've got a large group of people. And people walk around. They talk to each other. And at Everest, kind of like anything goes, um, to a certain extent, some groups stay to themselves. But you're in a community. You go up there with a team. You might have you know 10 people on your team, 20 people on your team, and then just a slew of Sherpas that kind of handle your stuff, handle getting your stuff up to, to base camp, and then you go from there. Um, but one of the things there was that there's really no news. They're trying to control the narrative of what's happening and they're going to wait for all of this, all the news to come, come back down. So when all these climbers come back down, they'll be able to tell the real story. But I thought that was an interesting, okay, if we're going to do, if we're going to, if, uh, the Nepal, uh, if the Chinese government and Nepal government, if they allow us to climb, Here's, here's what we got to do. We can't say jack about anything. And, um, there was a, there was a couple of teams that pulled out, um, cause they've got these weather windows and it's before the monsoon season comes, which is probably next week. So you've got these windows where there's minimal wind. It's a little bit sunny and you're up at camp three, maybe camp four and you do your summit push. And they were trying to keep people socially distanced, like on the Hillary step. Good luck with that. That's impossible. Don't know how it happened. So I think, you know, the governmental entities that be, they're like, just don't say anything about anything. Don't do anything about anything. And, <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of the information that goes from these urban cities to these big outer lying areas. It's like, don't tell us. We don't want to know. Because if mum's the word, then you can't get anything bad out. But these, you know, these, 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 these areas in the outer lying areas, they're like, yeah, we don't want any of your nonsense. We just, we just don't want any of your nonsense. We don't, we don't believe in what you're saying. This isn't us. And yet politically, because the, the political base is so strong in the big cities, that's where all your population is. Um, that's who gets to make all the rules, right? And yet there's this whole other portion of these societies that are like, hey, we want to tell people that, you know, we summited Mount Everest and here's our thing and the Rona, what are you going to do? At least they opened up climbing season this year uh, on Everest. I know a lot of places it's still been cut down because it's such a narrow window as far as weather goes. And it's kind of like um, you're either going to do it or you're not. 
And um, that's all I'm going to say about Everest. But it'll be interesting to see how far this initiative gets. Because if you look at the map of kind of what they're proposing, it's like, that does make absolute sense. Are they going to let that go? Are enough people vote for it? How does this all go down? I don't know. It seems like a heroic thing to have actually have happened, like not heroic as in, yay, you know, Superman hero, but just this massive effort it would take to get there. But um, yeah, it's an interesting story, right? Because there are people who think differently. There are people who think reasonably, and they even have podcasts. And they're even real estate guys of all things. It's shocking. But because there are reasonable people out there, I'm going to keep reading you these stories because you guys keep tuning in. I'm just going to keep babbling about whatever it is that comes across my desk. Thanks so much for all of you who are sending me information. Send me links to stories. Uh, can't really do the YouTube. I get sent so many YouTubes, but I have to physically go through and watch the YouTube video and it's much easier to scan a story. I can do that much quicker. And so thank you to all of you who send um, links to stories that you find entertaining and that you think would be good on this podcast. It kind of because it kind of helps me identify. All right, that's a good story. All right, they're interested in that. I am too. Let's talk about it because that's what we're doing. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being a part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'm going to go. I got, I got real estate stuff to do. All right. Thanks again for being here. We'll catch up soon. Until then, stay safe. I'll talk with you soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 